welcome back to Biomon, the Nerd Weekly video game podcast. On this episode, we're going to go over loot boxes and games we're most anticipating. The anticipation. 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 But first, what have we all been playing? Hey, Will. Oh, boy. I have been playing two games a lot. Uh, so the Cooper brothers just know how to get me to addicted to things. So I've been playing Crackdown 3 uh, from Andrew's influence. And it is amazing how how long you can play that game and it just be fun. And like you just you just keep going and there are no it's completely nonlinear. You're just like wandering around. Uh, I, I'm jumping over, you know, for these agility orbs. And then before I know it, I'm like taking down a, a compound and yeah, you just stumble into everything and it's, yeah. Andrew was telling me like the, <clears throat> the other day he was like, Oh, I'm just going to play for like 30 minutes. And then like <laughs> two hours go by. He's like, Oh, whoops. <laughs> two hours later. Yeah. Is that, I mean, kind of comparable to your experience, Andrew? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's insane how much like I would start playing and it was light out and then it was dark when I was done. <laughs> <laughs> I went, wait, what? <laughs> I was supposed to do other things, but apparently yeah. I just did crack down three. It's super fun. I mean, the only thing that like sometimes the controls are a little difficult. Yeah. Like there's uh, these objectives where you have to jump to a top of a tower that's like all platforms and it's really hard to like get depth perception and get it, the camera right. Yes. And, yeah. And I, for me, I think it's the shadows. It's yeah, the lighting. Yeah. The lighting throws everything off. Like it's really well done lighting, but with the camera that they, the angle that they have the camera well, at, and it turns from day to night. So like yeah. when it gets dark, you can't like see the platform super yeah. well, and then you try to have track your shadow, that. and your shadow <laughs> does not track where you're falling. No. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a uh, my shadow always follows me. The the first one no of those shadow. was fine. That the hardest one of that, like the the level five kind of version, yeah, uh, it is the most painful one in the world. It's the there's one where platforms are moving really really fast, and you yeah. have to oh. you, you have to catch it. It's a trick. It's you, you, you don't can't have land to, on it. You don't have to jump on it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, it's a <laughs> it's a trap. I, I don't know how many times I fell all the way down. I, just like. I think I was on that one for six like, times. And I'm like, wait, maybe I can just <laughs> jump over there. To the <laughs> objective. That's because fun. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, it's built for if you don't have the abilities yet, that that's the way you have to do it. Oh yeah. And yeah. but by the time you've gotten to that point, for for most people, unless you hit that first, your agility skill level is so high that you have like triple oh, jump yeah. with double boost and it's just like yeah why i only had double jump with double oh, boost, oh. but it was enough you'll get but, triple jump. yeah overall man <laughs> you'll get there one day crackdown yeah. three is like if you want to just kind of it's like crack you know mm-hmm. never die and just like just take out people you know just armies of men and bosses and uh level up and you can just go it's pretty free roaming and like you can jump from building top to building top and you, yeah. you just you can travel like super fast and you can also drive cars if you want but it's it's a really fun exploration of a, of a city the other game i've been playing was uh ben mentioned it to me the other day so i should check it out it's i'm gonna get this title i'm gonna get it right fell seal arbiter's mark 
colon arbiter's mark and it's basically just like someone took final fantasy tactics and decided they wanted to make their own version of it and actually uh, make a final fantasy tactics yes yeah it and it's uh the story's pretty it's it's decent you know it's not not super in-depth but it's very reminiscent of like old rpgs which are definitely close to my heart and uh it's got some um kind of it improves on tactics, I would say, because you can have a uh, a secondary class or a subclass, and I don't, like a job system kind of thing. Yeah, so it, like in tactics, you can choose your job, and then you get ability points, and you learn like all the abilities within that job. But then when you change a class, you can choose like a subclass, and you get access to all of the abilities you've learned within that subclass. Do you start out at zero on the second job? Like have to build it up. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then like certain job classes unlock once you become like a, you know, a level three mender and a level three knight or whatever, Hmm. but it's, um, and you can also choose passive abilities from any class. Like you get two slots for that and then, uh, like a counter ability too. So it's, and uh, you don't have to turn permadeath on, which I don't because let's face it, I would just reset. I would just, you know, save save and load. Yeah. Yeah. But I, man, Okay, so don't judge me, but the first day I bought it, I may have logged in 11 and a half hours. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. I just kept playing. I'm, I, just, I'm not judging you. Thank I you. haven't logged that much in on Prey yet, but yeah, I feel like I've been playing that for a long time. I just started, and I was just gone. I was yeah. like, this hits all the spots this for is exactly me. what you were <laughs> looking yeah, for. I just, it like, it, you know, since I started playing games again, i kind of been waiting for that kind of throwback of like oh i can play this game for six hours and i still want to keep playing yeah and it definitely it's took uh, me back to that place i heard about it from game informer and the way they were talking about it, it's like this is like the, what everybody wants in final fantasy tactics and an actual game that has been made and i knew how much you enjoy that so i thought yeah how, how new is this like just came out oh it's just uh, came. i didn't is even it, know it it's, I just, is it a 60 dollar game or is it it's 30 30 bucks yeah that's not bad. Yeah. Do you know I, how long I it would think... take to beat the game? Have you looked up the, the how, long how long to beat? How long it would take me to beat it? Or... <laughs> well, no, there's always there's the website, how long to beat, and it gives you a general idea that if you streamline or mainline yeah. the, the storyline, it will take X amount of hours, but if you're a completionist, it will take this amount I, of I hours. I don't know. Did you read anything no. about that? Okay. I, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm guessing you can easily sink 40 to 60 hours into it. Oh, wow. And I could be game. wrong, yeah. but I think it's a Kickstarter game, but I'm not. 100 percent sure about that awesome yeah i may i may just have to check a, it for 30 a lot bucks. of classes uh it's mm. it's super fun i like the classes like i have a an assassin ranger that's just brutal and like you <laughs> i learned the hard way but there's like a a trick they've got a sabotage move where you change locations with with another character and what you can do is go into the water and then switch locations with them and it drowns them and it's like an instant kill. <laughs> yeah. That's evil. No, that's I had awesome. it done to me first. And that, I'm like, oh, that. Yeah. So does it have like a create a character or is it like you find pre-programmed people that you then choose their class it's, and job and change how they play or? you? So there are, so far I've come across like four uh, created character, like, part of the story yeah um but then the people you recruit you can create it's all kind of based on certain presets so it's like you know you have like 11 different faces 
you have different hair colors, different mm. hairstyles, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of customizations. And then there's like a bunch of different avatar pictures that you can choose. So, and what's cool is like, I chose, you know, one of them's got like a wolf head. So I'm like, Oh, I'm definitely going nice. to recruit this guy. Yeah. And it turns out that, uh, I stumbled upon like a lunar badge, which opened up a werewolf class. Oh, wow. And so I was like, well, I know who I'm giving that to, you <laughs> yeah. know? And so it's just like super fun stuff like that. That sounds awesome. The yeah. character creation is probably what he sunk about five of those 11 hours. <laughs> it's true. It's like, it's funny. Cause like I, I, well, and I'm character like creation. obsessed about, you know, the direction of my classes and mm-hmm. getting my team to work together. And that's actually part of what I enjoy. Not everybody is going to obsess over it like i do but mm. i love it well you're playing a tactics game you're going to be spending quite a bit of time not just playing the game itself yeah. but setting things up to be able to perform when it comes time like oh and i'm ready to like perform. with xcom <laughs> yeah, yeah like, yeah, like yeah, with xcom absolutely. or any other game like when i play madden like i spend more time in the depth charts and salaries and everything than <laughs> i do actually playing the physical game itself you know, because that's what you're doing. You're prepping for Is that the like gameplay. Yeah, like okay. if you play a franchise mode, like you take the time signing okay. players, putting in time training them and everything. Like the game only takes like one game takes an hour, you know, but you yeah. spend a yeah. ton of time outside the game prepping for that one moment, like changing playbooks and everything. I always did the the Madden Ultimate. Yeah, a lot I, of people I like that. Yeah. I think I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> like the you just the more time de- I can play the game. Character yeah, I do in. like default most of everything. You're an animal. Uh, I grab, you know, if characters come to me, do I'm you, like, that's cool. That's a cool character. Do you skip like, cutscenes? Uh, not from the first time. De- also depends on the game. Depends on the game. Like, okay. there are definitely, like, Vermintide, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just, he, the guy is saying stuff to me, and I'm just spacing. Yeah, that uh, is it. That is that style of game. I will say, like, as far as character creation, though, like the the fell seal, I had a lot more fun customizing, like, the more cartoony 2D characters than I do, like, 3D characters. Yeah. Because 3D characters, I'm like, they don't don't really look like anything anyways. And it's, I don't know, it's boring. So how is this? So we talked about this before. I played the tactics on Game Boy Advance or Mm -hmm. whatever it was. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, how is that different than just standard tactics like is that really is it still like a grid-based sprite system or yeah the same basic uh functionality is there i i did play uh tactics advance and i did not like it i think i even played the second one and i didn't like it and i can't remember that i think they dumbed down a lot of it and okay. made it a little more kid friendly and threw in a bunch of rules like oh you don't like actually kill people they're like knocked out yeah they're ko'd and you have like the weird like referees and cards and oh yeah oh yeah that's right out of nowhere on the move uh the first which i love the first battle you have is a snowball fight yeah 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 snowball snowball so So is there some kind of point system to it or is it to the death this one was to the death death. yeah and i i think i just didn't like the jobs as much okay and uh but this this one's pretty awesome okay all right I'm definitely gonna have to check it out. Thirty bucks, forty hours, definitely checks. Yeah, well, I checks mean, the boxes. Yeah. One dollar, one hour. Yeah, one dollar, one hour. Dollar an hour. Dollar an hour. Game yeah, passes. I'm, I'm making out bank with. Game oh, Pass. Game Passes. Yeah, yeah. It's Game Pass it. is well worth it. Like, once, even if <laughs> once Xbox starts releasing really quality uh, games, it'll like blow it out of the water. How good it is. The fact that you can play the three Tomb Raider games for ten bucks, mm-hmm. like that's worth it in itself. I downloaded like. 
13 games the other day. I tried to play Ark, and I um, literally could not a, figure out how to get a game started. That's definitely a co-op game. Yeah, that's a, okay. that's one that you we would all get on and play uh, okay, together. Gotcha. And it's like a And I don't survival. know how well it runs on the Xbox. Okay. It's, it's, like, I've, it's been out for a long time. It runs oh, yeah. much. When it first came out, it was rough. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think, yeah. I think okay. it's... Yeah. Like, that game is, like, two or three years old. I just spent, like, 15 minutes going through all the menus and couldn't figure out anything. I'm like, this is not worth it. Well, I guess technically ARC is only like six months old because it was in beta for like two and a half years. Oh, okay. So and for it's a long a, time, a survival. It's in beta. I could tell it definitely had more of like a PC, like yeah. it would cater yep. to a PC crowd. Yeah. yeah, it is more built for the PC scene, for sure. So what have I been playing? So yeah. I've, I've been playing three games this week. Uh, the first one is Rage 2. Um, which I'm having Ooh, yeah. a ton of fun with. Yeah, Me too. I really, really like it. The gunplay is really, really good. Um, it feels so uh, when people were talking about it. So it's from Avalanche Studios, who did Just Cause and Mad Max, mm-hmm. and then they also work in conjunction with It Software, which of course was Doom, yeah. and it's a Bethesda game, obviously. And I do feel like it does a good job of making it feel like it's all those companies working together on one game the best way i can describe it is a it's a mad max world with borderlands comedy meets doom's gameplay Mm -hmm. is kind of that open world and that isn't necessarily always great the reason why doom was so awesome is because it was so much fun to play and it's constant chaos like from the very start of doom 2016 the end of it you're just constantly killing 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 yeah. jumping yeah. like the game within itself is just non-stop the music gets you going mcgordon did a really good job with this this game the gameplay is still really really fun and you have more maneuverability than you did in the doom 2016 but there are more moments of downtime and that's when the game starts to kind of lag a little bit in my opinion depending like the driving like in mad max like i played the mad max game like that was kind of what they focused on was the driving part of it was the element. Like you spent a lot of time on your car and they build a lot of missions around driving the car. The driving, this does not feel very good. I'm not a big I, fan I, of the driving. I didn't mind it. You, uh, I was annoyed with it at first, but once I got down the, the power slide, it's much yes, better. Yes. Once you figure out the power slide, it does open up. It's just, it doesn't feel as crisp as the Mad Max did. So I after see. playing the Mad Max and how fun it was to do driving and then take down convoys in that game versus taking down convoys in this game. I actually enjoy them. I like the convoys in this game. They are really good. They're just not as good as the ones in Mad Max. Mm-hmm. And that, and again, I do feel like this is a really good mix of all the studios, but I don't feel it it hits the heights of each what each studio does really, really well. It feels like it did like a B plus in all studios. And that's still really, really awesome. Except for the gunplay. The gunplay, in my opinion, is an A plus. It is so much fun to play. The guns are really, really cool. The secondary fire on all the guns are awesome. So it's like you only at the end of the game, I think you have like 10 weapons, but like really because of the secondary fire, you end up having like 20. So you, the style and the way you play changes depending on the situation. Shotguns kind of become snipers with Qu- second question. Yeah. Uh, I saw a gameplay of this. Granted, it was a comedy gameplay, so they were poking fun at some things. Can you skip the tutorials? No. No. Okay. But the tutorials take like a minute and a half. Okay. They don't... Yes, I get that. They're just like they hold your hand a little bit of like... Hey, here's how this weapon works. Shoot three people. Okay, here's the secondary fire. Shoot people. Here's the overdrive. 
and you're done within a minute and you're right back into it. The other thing that I think is really cool is that a lot of the weapons and abilities that you unlock come from arcs in the game where you have to fight your way into the arc. And then once you in the arc, you either get the new weapon or the new power and then you turn right back around and there's more bad guys for you to try the new weapon and the okay. new cool. arc system on. So you instantly get gratification. So I think the game does a good job of allowing you to um, not be too hands on. And they let you figure things out, even though I do feel like I can understand why people like the the tutorials can be a little yeah. um, invasive in their mm-hmm. gameplay, like it kind of sucks them out. But I think they do a good job of like each tutorial is like 45 seconds to a minute and a half. It is not a very super long tutorial and that's real simple and you just, you know, you're in and out. So I don't mind the tutorials that much. Also, cool. they become few. They are. It is very tutorial heavy to start the game, depending on how you play it. Obviously, so there's a first couple of tutorials, but every time you unlock a new weapon, new gun, there's a tutorial. So if you spend a lot of time just trying to get all the new weapons and new guns, like I did, like as soon as the open world, yeah, as soon as the open world was open to me, I completed the first mission of the three main people, and then I instantly went into arc finding mode because Mm -hmm. it allows you to find all the arcs and stumbling along. So I spent the first ten hours of playing the game unlocking all the abilities. So that way, when I do all the side missions, I do all the story missions, I have everything unlocked to me. Okay. Yeah, so and it's like like the Crackdown 3, like you feel really OP when yeah. you're fighting those things so, with all the powers. So that is upgrades. one something I wanted to bring up that I really, really liked was I do like feeling overpowered, but I also like challenges Challenge. within it. Yeah. So I started the game off on normal. And as soon as it felt super easy, I went to hard. And then as soon as hard went, I went to nightmare, which is the hardest mode. And I'm now at that point where Nightmare is still a challenge and I can't wait to get to the point where the game is on its hardest difficulty and I've become a god and people can no longer... They, you have no power here because I'm not even... I don't even have all the weapons, all the powers yet. Yeah. And I've like I've only just begun and there's so much more left in the game. And it's just hitting that great OCD check the box. Oh, yeah. And I that's, also still like... So that's the the one complaint is that I do like collecting everything and those mm-hmm. those loot boxes are really irritating to find them all at times. It's frustrating. Eventually when you so the reason why I suggest everyone the first thing you do right when you start up the game after the t- first tutorial the opening scene is the um the main person who you're doing missions for tells you to go meet up with these three people mm-hmm. and just beeline it straight to all three people do their mission because the second you do it, it unlocks the ability to unlock upgrades, upgrades yeah. from those people. And uh, one of the, the scientist upgrades allows you to get a little radar that okay. lets you I know. I need to go do that then because yeah. I have, I've maxed out every the other two guys. Mm-hmm. So I definitely need that because yeah. that is so yes. irritating. It gives you a radar when you're next to a storage container or next to an arc or next to this so that is one thing i really enjoy about this game that some people may not necessarily enjoy is that there's upgrades on upgrades on Mm -hmm. upgrades on upgrades and that there's multiple currencies to upgrade each of them so like you complete missions for certain people or you do certain side missions within the world and those give you upgrade points and then when you find certain boxes in the game those give you weapon upgrade points and then overall in the game there's a thing called therite i want to say it's called or thermite something like that and that in itself is a currency on top of the fact that you also have money and then there's mutant spores there's just a lot of currencies that allow you to unlock certain things become Um, op with yeah cool it becomes oh there's so much to unlock and play within this game and that's where i think it does a really good job also the story's fine there's certain characters again it's okay when I bring up Borderlands, there's like there's a really cool character that you meet 
uh, early on in the game who is an owner of a nightclub. And he, he has like, that little fan. Yes. Next to so his he's head wearing a wrestling belt that says number one champ on it. <laughs> and then also there's a fan on top of the wrestling belt to keep him cool because obviously you're in a wasteland. The guy's overweight and he's a really big guy. He's really hard. But I think That's the characters, cool. I think the characters are fairly interesting. It does mm-hmm. have a different feel to it that makes you have a little bit of fun that I, the, I was seeing that um, someone one video I was watching that Rage 2 is reviewing worse than Rage 1, which is insane to me. Yeah, it's and way better than Rage 1. You And you read, unfortunately, if you just look at reviews, you're doing yourself a disservice because if you read the reviews of all these, constantly it's the same thing. The storyline is a little bit of a bore, but it's so much fun to play. Every review you go to, storyline sucks, fun to play. Storyline sucks, fun to play. And something that I keep hearing too is that it's a dull world. This world is Could like... Not- there's not swamplands, mm-hmm. there's uh, vast white like open areas, kind of like Mad Max, and then there's like the normal... Yes, they uh, do a good job of making... Rocky they, area. Yeah, they they do. They have an area that is straight desert, mm-hmm. like nothing around. It feels very desolate and alone. Then they have like a more post-apocalyptic area where it does have an X feeling, like you see run-down buildings and old destroyed uh, highway overpasses. And then they have a swamp area. Then they have a jungle area. Like So they do a good job of changing the areas just- of where you are at constant chaos everywhere totally. like you're going and clearing out a place and you're just hearing explosions all around because the people are fighting alongside the road or just people zooming by and shooting at you and everything is i do not believe that they were playing the same game because how they said the world is so dull it's like no, no. it mad feels max, mad max was a lot more dull than this was and, yes and i didn't hear people complaining too much about that yeah i th- I, th- I do think the they did a good job and on making the world feel lived in. Also, like I do like, feel like it was a destroyed dystopian mm-hmm. post-apocalyptic, much world. more uh, less dull than I felt mm-hmm. that Borderlands was. Because man, that's an empty dull world. Yes, the Borderlands. Yeah, yes, yeah. Borderlands yeah. can get a little boring in this, um, but also like immediately early on, they give you a copter. Like a little fun flying thing. So if you don't want to spend the time driving, if you don't like the driving, there's like, here's a flying machine. You can get from the top of the map to the bottom of the map in like a minute. So like they just, they allow you, they give you tools that if you want to experience the game in the way you want to experience, you can. And that's why I do feel like the game is a perfect video game in that no matter how you want to approach the game, you can get something out of it. If you want to take the time to read the data pads and the background stories. There is actually deep lore to it that I thoroughly enjoy because I have been reading all the data I've, pads. I have not read them yet. I'll go back and read them. So there's like, there's some fun ones. Like one of them, you like uh, find yourself in an abandoned town and you approach a house and there's a data pad and it tells a story of two people that took, that lost their son due to the war. And then they took in a mutant, which is one of the bad people as a, a little kid and tries to raise it as their own. And then the outside town found out about it and like came in and they said, hey, we have to kill your kid because it's a mutant. And they try to defend him. And then you find the scene of like a whole bunch of bodies left out. Mm. So it's like it has little fun background stories that is there if you want it. Or you can be like, Andrew, skip everything and just go, I want to go bang, bang, shoot, shoot. And the game does what you want. So depending on how you want to approach the game, the game does a really good job. To be it. fair, when I was saying I don't do that, it's I don't do the outside stuff. I I'll I'll read data pads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just don't do the, um, like I don't research 
outside of playing the game when I was talking. Because you, you guys were talking about with the, the football stuff. You, oh, like, I you do all oh, that. I see what you're saying. Like, you I am a person who does none of that. Well, like, this game, you was, do spend quite a bit of time in the menus. Yeah. Just because oh, yeah. of how there's much, a lot just because of, of how info. much upgrades there are. Also, mm-hmm. there's crafting systems and wow. there's a lot of stuff to manage if you want it. Yeah. At the same time, it still like feeds you with a whole bunch of things that if you literally never spend that much time paying attention to the menus, going like, "Oh, I'm going to unlock this or do this," you're just like, "I'm going to unlock things at random." It really won't hinder you that much if you're just you trying get a, to get from you get point a, a lot to point upgrades. B. It's yeah, why I can't play quickly. the Witcher games. Yeah. yeah. See. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. I just want to go in and fight these things. I don't want to have to and this game put together so can, many potions just... without putting them on my swords and setting down traps. Yeah. I got a mod for Witcher 3 on the PC that just auto puts the best oil you have on the sword as you go into battle with that creature. That's see, an awesome See, I love, I love playing with the Witcher on the hardest mode where you have to plan what oils you are. You have to learn to meditate. Like I like little intricacies of that, mm-hmm. like you we were talking about with the tactics game, which actually goes into the other game I was playing. But real quick with the Rage 2 is that if you're looking for a game and you have 60 bucks and you just want something of fun, I do suggest Rage 2. However, if you can only buy one or two games a year, I don't necessarily think you should drop it on Rage 2. I do think that you can spend your money in other places. No, right now, I would definitely say this one. Well, what I'm saying is that it's 2019. We're five months in. But if you, if there are certain games you still are highly anticipated for and you buy one or two games a year, okay. I don't know if I would jump on the Rage 2 bandwagon right, right away. Maybe wait but for sale. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I do think it is a little bit more of a wait for sale for certain people. But at the same time, I think you can spend $60 and be like, man, this is money well spent. Mm-hmm. So it is in that realm in between wait for sale and buy. I don't necessarily think it has to be a wait for sale. It just depends on what you're looking for in a yeah. game. Um, but speaking of interest, the other one I started playing is called For the King. I don't know if you oh, guys have heard of this. My so, friend recommended that to me. Yeah, actually. so if it's from Iron Oak Games. It came out originally in April of 2018 on PC. It's a Kickstarter game. Um, and it just recently dropped on console, Switch, PS4, and Xbox, all three, in May of this year. And it came out on Xbox Game Pass. We were talking about how great a value it mm-hmm. is. So basically, uh, For the King is a strategic RPG that blends tabletop and roguelike elements in a challenging adventure that spans the realms. So that's just... Sounds super boring it, it's to It's like me. a cooperative <laughs> turn-based It can RPG, be. Right? It can be, exactly. It does have a Final Fantasy turn-based element to it, but also the world within itself, there's an overview world that is hexagonal-based that you then roll for certain moves and people's positions on it. It becomes board game-like, oh. where like where you are positioned on the map matters but then also it's randomly generated so like if you play that there's five different modes within the game there's three story modes one is the standard story mode one is a seafaring story mode and one's a frozen wildland story mode they have certain beats you hit like there's six story beats you have to hit but where they are on the map and how do you get to them and the uh battles you you uh go through on the way to them changes every single time you play the game and as you play the game, you unlock a thing called lore, which it's is its currency, and you use that currency to buy new classes. No, that's backstory. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. <laughs> that's a but podcast. they call it, they call it lore. Yeah, yeah, right. It's a podcast. <laughs> but you buy new classes, you buy new weapons, you buy new a whole bunch of new areas, so that when you eventually either die, it is a roguelike. So it's depending on how hard you play it, you are supposed to die. And even yeah. when you boot up the game, the first thing it says is this game is not easy. You're going to die, but you will learn as you and you will get better. 
So right away, it lets you know, like, hey, don't think you're just going to sit here and beat this game right away. Like, you're going to die, and that's okay because you're supposed to die because you won't even be able to play the full part of the game until you've sunk 20 or 30 hours into this game and unlocked everything. Not to mention that they have other modes, like there's an endless dungeon mode. Um, there's that sounds awful. Yeah, there's a whole, there's a, yeah, how far can you get kind of a thing. So it has a little bit of everything for everyone. On top of it, it has local and online co-op. And you can have a party of three, and each uh, class has certain abilities. So, like, there is a, a little nerdy, there is a, uh, I have a party currently right now, Ben, I apologize, right away, of myself, Andrew, and Will, where... <laughs> It's uh, okay. It sounds boring. Anyways. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't even want where to I, 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 I'm the hunter, the DPS, and Andrew's the bard, okay. who's the support, yeah. um, but also does so pretty do. decent damage. And then Will's my scholar, who's the mage, <laughs> yes. who reads books and then has magical abilities. And it's it's a ton of fun. Like, I was super surprised. Well, plus, it's, plus our, it's so three. Party's just three. The party can only be three people. Oh. Well, so that's unfortunately up. why I, I'm staying at home while you guys go play board games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. because it, that was the other thing that it hit for me is it does have a board game feel to it. Yeah, because of how you position people and where they rest, and there's just a lot of systems you have to manage. It does have a very D and D feel to it. It's interesting because I watched the trailer and I mm-hmm. did not get all of that from the trailer. I love the art style to it as yeah. well. The art style is really cool. It doesn't. It isn't realistic. It's like polygonal, polygonal, polygonal. But it has this kind of uh, water paint feel to it oh, nice. that I, I kind of like quite a bit with this game. And surprisingly, it's super deep and not janky. Have you tried the like co-op play yet? No, um, I have no friends that want to play with me. I think he's inviting me. or I asking to join you. <laughs> How how does that work? Do you? I just, would assume that person create their own character. Yeah. Well, do that, we do we all do a campaign together? Or can we kind of start our own thing and then combine them? I'm not sure about combining them, but you can start a campaign together. Like us three or whoever three people can start a campaign, and you control your guy on the map. So you control where you go. So on the map, there's hexagons, and the hexagon can either be empty or have a store or a city, or it will be it'll have a question mark on it. And it, again, these hexagons are randomly generated. So you can have like a, a random event occurrence, kind of like mm-hmm. when Final Fantasy, when you're walking around, you're not sure when a battle yeah. is going to happen kind of a thing. That's kind of what this is, except for you're walking through hexagons, obviously. But we would control, like as a hunter, I'm faster than you two, so I can move more spaces away. But if you engage a piece on the board that is a bad guy, the people who will participate in the battle have to be certain hexagons away for them to be allowed to participate. So if all three of us were on it, we could literally split up the map. You would just do battles on your own. So you have to be strategic with how you place people and when you start battles to make sure all three people can participate in the battle. That really cool. That's way more in-depth than what I Oh, it's super deep. What I uh, perceive from just kind of checking it out a little bit. Yes, it's super deep. Um, It's it's awesome. It's really good. I definitely suggest... On top of that, it's a Game Pass. Yeah. So that the fact that it was free and I downloaded it, like, and there's so much... Finger quotes, free. Yeah, free. (laughs) Um, It's $10. Yeah, well, (laughs) you're paying 10 bucks a month, so, you know, $120 a year and the amount of games you get out of it, like... It's pretty crazy. Not to mention Game Pass is constantly on sale. Like they just yeah. had one like, hey, I, spend 10 bucks and you get three months. I paid uh, $1. Yeah, $1. Yeah, they're constantly getting people So in. far, it's, it's been worth it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's absolutely to- it's totally worth it. Like it's super deep and you can have a lot of fun with it. So for sure. 
So those are the two games I've been playing. Uh, I've only been playing one, which was Prey. Uh, started that. What up. are you the praying new, about? The new, the new prey. The new prey. The new prey. I have actually beaten the original prey, and so far, uh, I'm enjoying this one. It is weird how they just took the name, unless yeah. later on they do some stuff. Well, you remember or... they were going to make. There was a prey two coming out where he was like a bounty hunter in space, yeah. and like it was the aliens Those that you fight in the first in one were going to be in it, and so it was like there's a larger connected universe. Whereas this one just seems. To have just taken the name. Yeah. Um, and aliens. And aliens. So the funny thing about the lore aspect of Rage 2 for the story, uh, it is the same way with Prey. If you're just playing the story and not reading anything, you'll have no clue what's going on until probably later in the game. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you start out and it's like, I was testing and all of a sudden I'm in space and... I am in control of this. You thought you company. were on the world, yeah, on Earth, yeah. But it's it's really weird. It just throws you in. It doesn't explain anything. You have to pick up audio recordings because everyone is dead except for I've only ran into one live person. This I think there's time. like four or five yeah. live people on the station. Yeah. Uh, and it, it definitely seems to have like a little bit of a Bioshocky feel. Yes, except replace the crazy people with uh mimics mimics are they're called typhoids so what are those they are mimics are are little ones little tiny they're like black goo looking creatures and they can they change shape into different objects around the map and it's actually dittos yes (laughs) uh except items not people yeah Yeah. so like you'll see like a coffee cup on the table and you don't know if it's a coffee cup or if it's a mimic so you're constantly like walking around just beating coffee cups it is insane just just carefully looking like they jitter sometimes or like make weird movements it it makes like a weird distortion noise too anytime you're near one it's like jeez that's so cool and so you're like where is it (laughs) you're just freaking out later on in the game you do get a visor thing that like when you upgrade it, you can look and it'll tell you like that's a mimic. So you okay, enter a room cool. and you yeah. just look around at all yeah. the objects. I've been doing that. It is insane how I feel like I progress like power wise is the opposite of you with Rage Two, where it's like I haven't touched the difficulty at all because I go into oh, it every. Is, it is a pretty hard. It game. is hard. Uh, also, you run out of ammo super fast. Again, uh, that's why I I call to the essence of Bioshock. I know you get a wrench and you rely on that quite a bit because of how low the uh, ammo is. And then obviously in Bioshock, you get the atom powers. Mm -hmm. But in this game, I saw, I've seen a couple people play it. You get like different weapons that give you yeah, like different ability. Like so there's I'm also glue, that glue gun that you mm-hmm. can use to like create stairs or yeah. get yep. you to certain places. I, I love. There's a lot of the mechanics in that game of how things actually work. Okay, where with Bioshock, it helped you out. A little more um like the glue gun slows them down but you can like immobilize them with it uh but you don't figure that out unless you hold it down and it, it'll even say like later on you start researching and there's some creatures that are just immune to the glue gun entirely and so it'll say like their weakness is the glue gun so you have to use that on them um or you just won't do that much damage and then there is a part in the game where they just start throwing all of the aliens at you uh and they just start appearing in all the rooms and it is really hard um because i, I did i'm also it. i'm also playing it on a very hard mode which Where is not using any of the which powers. i'm not using any of the side powers 
So it, why because, would you do that? Because it's actually really interesting with the game is the more you use them, the more alien you are becoming. So, oh, okay. All right. So like you're purist <laughs> kind of, uh, I'm also doing it so I don't get shot by turrets because oh, yeah. turrets. You, if you start using sure, the powers, yeah. they start recognizing you as a, as a typhoid, yeah. right? Bioshock are an interesting yeah. element. And so the, yeah, the turrets don't uh, target me at all. I actually use them a lot. Uh, like I'll set them up and never, I know you can hack them later. So that way they don't shoot you. Um, but that was one thing I actually, I did think it was a cool element that I'm going through this game and they set that up of like, yeah, I'm not doing it as a, I'm not using powers because, you know, I'm just going to be that video gamer who doesn't use powers in the game. It is actually a thing like okay. the, there is a, an AI in your head, like that's guiding you through things. And she's like, if you use that, you'll be like, you're one of them. Uh, and whereas when you're not, like the like we were saying with the turrets is they don't they'll scan you and say no alien DNA uh, recognized. Yeah. Um, so it makes so it makes the game harder, but there is slight benefits. There is there is and there's a story element. So the, yeah, the yeah. turrets are are not alien. No, they're, no. they're okay. programmed. They're, they're programmed. To, they're trying to kill the aliens. You yeah, become like an alien, so they yeah, will start shooting at you. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like uh, Dishonored, the same game that same game company that made that game. Yeah, it's is that Arcane Studios. You can knock out everybody and it makes the game actually easier but it's harder to do because killing is so much easier and then story-wise like in the first one rats were overpopulating the world and it made it more difficult and in the second one like these boat boat flies were like would overpopulate if you kill too many people Mm -hmm. so it's kind of cool mechanic that they put i love the mechanics and pray that like you said, the the gun, the glue gun, mm-hmm. uh, you can build steps up yes. to places that you normally like. You'd have to go in and around and uh, fight a bunch of guys to get in, while you could just boop, boop, walk boop, up and I've, get on top of things. Or I've uh, done that multiple times. Yeah. Or you get mimic powers and you can become like a little cup and get underneath like a little window thing, so you don't have to find so, the key code to get in somewhere. So that is one thing I've recognized. There's a lot of doors that are broken down and mm-hmm. you can't get into. And I saw a mimic run through it. I was like, well, that's what how I'm supposed to get in there. <laughs> it's like I'm supposed to have this. Power. Not always. There's a yeah. many different ways yeah. to get into certain rooms. That's it's, why it's it, really cool. It's, of, it's the closest to Deus Ex that a game yeah. has come where it's just like these little mechanics and like finding door codes and backtracking and finding different ways to get into places all the time yeah. it's very metroidvania without mm. the metroidvania it's weird how huh. like it has the a- aspect of you're not really gaining abilities to go back and unlock things it's you're realizing you can do something that you've always been able to do all along but you've just never like you've never come across a, a component where you actually had to do that and so then you went, I see. oh, I saw this back there and you go and like, there's been many times where it's like, like I broke down, they have this thing called looking glass, which is their holographic screens. And I like destroyed one. I went, oh, you can just destroy these. And so I went back and I started breaking down a lot and like it was hidden rooms of that was an ability I got. It was just something I like randomly did. Um, and so there's just that aspect. I would actually say it's more Zelda-ish where it has that, where you realize there's something you could have been doing this entire time. Yeah, you get the um, bomb and... Yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, this. There's, there's two things I heard about Prey. First off, the reveal to start off the game is awesome. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Like, that big reveal when you, is really, When you really break cool. through the 
the glass. The glass at the beginning. Um, yeah. And then the other thing I hear a lot of people talk about is that it falls off the longer, like the ending kind of falls off, but they released the, the moon DLC, Don't the moon one, too which, much. Yeah. which is, is like a roguelike where yeah. like you can mm-hmm. play it over and over again in a different yeah. way. Yeah. Well, I haven't, I haven't played it. Those I, are just, that's what I've heard generally about Prey. I don't know if that kind of... Yeah, and I think the thing that's holding me on is this is possibly one of the scariest games I've played, not because it's actually terrifying, like horror games, but there's so many times where I enter a room, I just go, <sighs> and I'm like, what yeah, is in this room? Yeah, what's real, what's not? Uh, and and then they just start throwing, like, I, I entered an area that I had already been in, and all of a sudden there was this giant, enormous beast and it started making these noises and sh- like started shooting fireballs at me. And I'm going, what the heck is going on? And it like has question marks over it. And so like I scan it and it's like, oh, it's a nightmare. Uh, this is a mission. You can either kill it or find a way to run away from it. Like it's a, like a side mission. I went, why? <laughs> what is this? And like it just started destroying all the turrets I had set up and it <laughs> annihilated everything. I was out of ammo and now I'm stuck at this place of like, I have no ammo. I have to fight these giant monsters and I have a wrench and it's like (laughs) the wrench does great against the mimics, which are the tiny things, but you get close to these, they're called phantoms. And like, I'm trying to get around one phantom right now that sets off a EMP. Like it is a walking EMP. So all your guns don't work against it if you get too close and I don't have ammo. So I have to use the glue gun, but I can't get too close and I have to use the wrench to hit it. And it is that sounds uh, awesome. It is a challenge. And I don't have any of the psychic powers. Like, there are psychic powers where I could, like, do a kinetic blast, and it'll even say, like, it's weak to this type of psychic power. Mm-hmm. And since I don't have that stuff, I'm relying on... I'm constantly uh, recycling, which is a cool mechanic oh, yeah. in the game, They where you can break down components you find throughout the levels um, or the rooms, and you can break them down into materials in which you so can, you can like, like keep pe- picking up like trash yeah. and stuff. So you you don't find ammo like anywhere. Uh, you rarely find ammo. Like you have to build the ammo yourself. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean this. Okay, That's there is a weapon. List. I like you can tell me if there's a use for it ever, or if I should just get rid of it. I have a crossbow that shoots foam darts that does absolutely nothing i don't remember the crossbow okay. so there you go yeah it is I'm, this on game pass or is this... it is on game pass Ooh. Yeah. and uh, uh one of my favorite parts in it was a room that was just covered in sticky notes that said not a mimic yes because <laughs> the guy was going them. crazy oh i clicked it and so that's yeah that's another thing with the lore like there's it's all built into you're reading how everything started going down you start reading into who your character is more. Um, and then the whole premise is it's a brother, sister are in charge of the space station and your or brother, sister or brother, brother. Yeah. I'm playing as a female because the brother, because you can I want to do the brother, gender. sister and so the brother, brother. Uh, and uh, the, you've, the brother... you've realized that, or as far as I can tell, you've realized that the, the aliens are getting out of hand and you your my goal right now is to self-destruct the space station so that way they cannot get to earth and the ending has like three different endings depending yeah. on like you can you, blow it up you can uh just leave it and go to back to earth yeah and you can save uh, like a certain amount of people and uh the brother is voiced by 
is it Benedict Wong? Benedict Wong. Okay, that oh, makes sense. Yeah, me yeah. likey Benedict yeah. Wong. Yeah, he's pretty good. It's and it's really interesting because he's talking to you as well as it's it does feel very Bioshocky because there is a moment where he's talking to you and he's like, "Hey, like you don't need to do this. We can we can find a way around." Like, and there's that you, times you, you where can, like, do you really trust yeah, your brother? Are you, are you? And then there was even a a secondary AI that was like, "Hey, your AI is lying to you." Like, like mm-hmm. come, come over to here and like, I can, I can meet you. And I totally ignored it and totally forgot about it. And then later on, like he's trying to talk and then your AI takes over and is like, don't worry, I took care of the problem. And like that mission's <laughs> gone. The mission was gone. Like I was like, oh gosh, that was, that was That's awesome. Cool. So it, it opens itself yeah. up to multiple playthroughs. And this is definitely a game that you, uh, you're going to want to kill everything, but don't. Because <laughs> you're going to run out of resources. It's like, like Resident Evil. Like yeah. you, you can just go around things. I got stuck in a lot of places because I was so... That's tough for me. I was mm-hmm. so bent on, yeah. like, I have to take everything out. But, like, there was... There's moments where you have to go into, like, zero gravity in a, like, a spacesuit thing. And your movement is not good at all. And there was a thing called a weaver, which was sending out these little alien, like, mines there, like, that track you and i could not get close to it because it was constantly just sending them out so i had to just boost at high speeds like straight past it um to get past it and like i couldn't take it out at all yeah that's always tough for me in games so like in the for the king there's elements to where you can sneak by enemies Mm -hmm. or ambush them or like do like you don't always have to fight and even the game tells you like sometimes fighting isn't the best option whenever i read that in the game it's like to hell it is (laughs) like i'm like fighting is always the best option the funny thing is this doesn't tell you that you just learn that (laughs) in this game of just yeah there's there is a sneak mechanic and I realize like you can get a uh, double damage if you hit, yeah. a, hit a mimic or something when it hasn't seen you. So yeah. that's one of the reasons why I can never really get into Dishonored or Hitman or like mm-hmm. any of these like stealth based games or ones that are that oh, you're, more love, inclined, you're more inclined. You're more inclined to be stealthy than just to go in loud. Like <laughs> I just kind of eventually like you hear the joke like Hitman is all stealth until someone sees you then everyone must die. Yeah. Now that's, like that's when I restart. Yeah. Well see yeah that's <laughs> but inevitably that's what happens to me is that yeah. I'm sneaky 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 oh crap he saw me now everyone has to die because he <laughs> saw me. He ruined it for everyone else. He didn't have to see me. And now I, everybody has to die. I would say die. for this game I'm the same way. I, mm-hmm. I like I can't play Metal Gear Solid just because it's all built, built around same like, thing happened getting around me. things this one is, you can go in and run and gun if you know what you're doing. Uh, okay, I like and it. And the powers do help a lot. They, Yeah, which I <laughs> don't have. Uh, but there is an element as well, because of the mimics, what can be really annoying is you're fighting one of the bigger guys one-on-one, and then all of a sudden, there's a mimic behind you, hitting you in the back, and it like you can die really easy in this game. Um, there is no... There is no, like oh, you're taking 10 damage at a time. It's like, no, you just took 50 damage from one attack from a mimic. Yeah, so getting, uh, getting hit in this game. Yeah, your defense doesn't go up. You just get more health. That reminds me, uh, uh, what was the game you would probably remember it been where it was a one-hit kill, but the game was just a whole bunch of bosses? Titan Souls. Yeah, yeah Titan, Titan Souls. Souls. Yeah. Like I like little elements like that of like, and you yeah, get really, arrow. really good about the game because if you get hit once, you're, you're dead. Mm-hmm. And there's a new game out that is the same way. It's kind of like... um. Ninja Gaiden, it has that uh, 
The Messenger? No, it it's newer than The Messenger. It just came out. Uh, forgive me for not remembering oh, the game. Oh, I know the. Uh, shoot. But you play you play a samurai. It, it yeah yeah. It's kind of like a um, hotline Miami. Yes, in the fact that you have to be very precise with yes. your. Movements. If you get if you get hit once, you're done. But you have to kill it like it's a one screen. You mm. see everybody but on it's the side floors. scrolling instead of top down. Yeah, exactly. So you're like going from room to room, and you have to plan on how you kill people because if you get hit once, you're dead. So mm. the game in itself is a puzzle of okay, how do I get through this with killing everyone? Plus, you're a samurai, so that's pretty cool. That's, that's so the, that yeah i just, I just been playing Prey. Prey. yeah uh i played rage 2 i'll just say um this game was perfectly crafted for me i love it uh it it has the open world driving around like mad max but way better combat i hated the mad max combat so it was like the perfect game mad max, com- mad max combat was like a poor man's batman yeah. arkham asylum yep. combat yeah with like a shotgun where you have one bullet to like stun, see, I didn't, I didn't mind, I didn't mind that type of combat. Yeah, I, for yeah, I, I much prefer this combat melded with the Mad Max kind of world. Uh, and then the other game I got on Epic Game Store, their free free game of the month or week right now is a uh, Stories Untold, and it's I've only played two of them, but it's for um, how interactive uh interactive text-based adventures so like the first one is a a haunted house kind of thing and you're you're at the computer desk and there's like a picture of a family and your computer and then you're typing and it's showing up on the little computer screen and you go through and you get to your room in the game and uh your dad left you a present which is a computer with the game you're playing and you start it up and all of a sudden the lights go out in the room you're in and you start the game over again but this time stuff is messed up like this note that your dad wrote is saying a bunch of weird stuff and you go to the generator that you went to in the previous game and you start it up and a light turns on in the room you're in and it's like you're outside of yourself now Really cool and bizarre. That sounds super interesting. Yeah. It, it reminds me a little bit, there was a VR game that came out it's, when VR first came out where it was based off of Duck Hunt. Did you hear about that VR game? No. Oh, it's it's so cool. So the game opens up where you, it's VR, obviously, so you have mm-hmm. the little handheld and you play Duck Hunt. Oh, okay. But then as the levels go on, you start uh, being able to see more of the world revealed. And you are like a seven-year-old boy in his house, and then you uh. see like you see like VHSs and toys on there. But then, uh, eventually, depending on the choices you make in the game, like your mom is then killed by the dog from Duck Hunt, oh, wow. and then oh. you're being yeah, it's, it, then it, you're it, being watched, and then feels, you're being watched by the dog from Duck Hunt. It feels kind of like that, yeah. But, so but with text adventures, yeah, exactly. And then the second one it was uh, more mechanics driven. The first half of it, kind of like a VR game where you're. You're on the computer reading like how to work the machinery over here and you like turn on things, turn it to a certain setting, uh, unlocking this bizarre thing that comes out and then you go to text adventure replaying memories of this thing. I won't say spoil anything. And yeah, it's it's just very interesting. Never seen a game like kind of like that. It's really cool. And then the... Other one was Hades, 
on Epic Games. It's the uh, Super Giant Games. Oh, yeah. yeah Super, Super, Ma- yeah, Super, yeah, Super yeah, Massive. Yeah, Super Massive. Super Massive. Yeah, they did Bastion and Transistor. Transistor. And, uh, oh, those the, games are the, so good. The basketball one. They made a basketball Pyre? one? Pyre. Pyre. It's, so it's like fantasy it's, basketball. Yeah, you play. It's a sports. It has a sports element. Kind of like um in Final Fantasy X, it has Blitzball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of like that. Yeah, it's kind of like that but, uh, where like the game is like that's a big major it is the gameplay element is this and then there's a story going on outside of it where you talk to members and join up members that have what's it called pyre p-y-r-e yes i loved bastion i that's like one of the few games i have completed like everything you can do in Mm. in a game and transistor was pretty good too but it's a little transistor's awesome do they bring that to xbox or is that still just playstation i got that on my computer i think it's on xbox yeah i think it's because i know when it originally came out it was just on ps4 and pc mm. uh, I don't know. but uh hades is is it's in early access but it's still a pretty complete game and it's a uh, roguelike and you're trying to get out of hell yeah oh. you're like the son of hades yeah or like yeah you, you are you're, hades you are, no you're hades son yeah you're, you're, the you're son. rebelling against dad you yep. don't want yeah. this yep. hell stuff and, yeah. and there's like <laughs> cool characters that like all the pantheon gods are like your side side people that you can talk to and befriend and give like gifts to and then they give you abilities and uh each room the uh the gods have upgrades for you depending on which way you you go and it's pretty neat if any game is based around greek mythology or almost any mythology i'm almost always in <laughs> so the fact and it, this game is a little bit, from what i've seen of it is a little bit more transistor than it of the games that they the way it looks and Kind of, yeah. More, more so. It obviously it has its own feel. Th- that's yeah. the cool thing about Super Massive Games is that, yeah, every game they release and has a feel to it, but it is always different. beautiful art, beautiful music, beautiful yes. uh, voiceover work. And is the guy is the guy back for this I one? Don't has know he if been he's... in it since Bastion? Was he in Transistor? Yeah, he was okay. the sword. Okay. Also, the moment. Oh, yeah. Also, the moment to moment gameplay is a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the fighting in Bastion and Transistor. Like those are fun. The game transistor are fun was to a play. little bit different because it was more like a turn-based kind of thing. In a way, yeah, yeah. Like a, it, it still had certain action elements mm-hmm. to it, obviously. But by the way, did I ever tell you guys that for my final project for my C programming class, I made a text-based adventure game? Ooh, oh, nice. really? Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I think my the one that I remember the most, just because it stands out, is definitely the Trogdor one. Uh, in which there's oh yeah i think it's called peasant's quest it's based off the did you it's a, did ma- you burninate the countryside no you are a peasant trying to kill trogdor and i actually don't know if there's a way to beat the game like i think you die <laughs> like, the, like very... because it's Home like Star, Trust, right Star, yeah, yeah. That, yeah um but yeah it's a definitely a parody on king's quest and which <laughs> that's yeah, what i grew up on as well so, so. yeah on to the news section where we will go over uh, loot boxes and uh, they suck. So uh, on to the main section of the <laughs> podcast. No. Wait, that was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. All uh, right. <laughs> loot boxes, we all agree. Loot boxes, they suck. Pay- paying for them sucks. Right, yeah. No, they just they suck in general. So uh, this article is on The I Verge like loot boxes. by <laughs> Makina Kelly, and it's game studios would be banned from selling loot boxes to minors under new bill. There is no excuse for exploiting children through such practices. Which is, Take it away, Anthony. Yeah. So the article reads, on Wednesday, Senator Josh Hawley, who's a Republican, 
Missouri, announced that he would be introducing a, a bill banning manipulative design features in video games with underage audiences, including the sale of loot boxes. The legislation would, if approved, prohibit the sale of loot boxes in games targeted at children under the age of 18. Games marketed towards wider audiences could also face penalty from regulators like the Federal Trade Commission if companies knowingly allow children to purchase these randomized crates. Social media and video games prey on users' addiction, siphoning our kids. Attention from the real world and extracting profits from fostering compulsive habits, Haley says. No matter this business model's advantages to the tech industry, one thing is clear. There is no excuse for exploiting children through such practices. Um, regulators would determine whether a game is targeted at a minors by considering similar indicators that they would already use under the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, or COPA, Subject matter and the game's visual content would help regulators determine who the game is marketed towards. Pay-to-win mechanics in games targeted at minors would also be outlawed under this legislation. This includes progression systems that encourage people to spend money to advance through a game's content at a faster pace. Well, it's, it is interesting because I find it funny that it's happening now where... I, I also don't like paid for loot boxes. I like loot boxes that I earn and it's just fun to see what I can unlock. And usually if it's skin based, like if it's a skin based thing, like like Apex is the perfect example of just like. Well, I think the, the this is uh, you can earn these, but yeah, but it's they give specifically, you the option. It's they give you the option for the to pay yeah. for them. So um, I would slightly disagree with Apex just because you can still use currency to buy a characters that you can unlock if you grind but you are quicker to be able to do but all other things are cosmetic yeah so i again with a slight caveat but i i agree with you to that extent of if it's which well and then what i like about that though is you aren't paying that money for the loot boxes to possibly get the currency to buy those guys you are actually just going to buy those guys yeah you're paying um which is it's a free game so it's you know i think it's like five bucks yeah, they gotta they gotta yeah. make money somehow. Yeah, so it's to me that's just DLC. I, uh, I I like loot boxes, and I honestly I think that the the stance that they're taking in this article is I don't buy it. I don't think it's a problem. Um, when I was like eight years old, I spent a ton of money on basketball cards. So that was something I was going to bring. Yeah, as well, and yeah. The, the first time I got a loot box in mass effect three i was like oh my gosh this feels just like when i was a kid and about to open a new pack of cards and i loved that feeling i can see why you like mutt now yes <laughs> yes because that, that is you open up packs thing. and you yeah. get certain character or certain players and so it, to me like the same thing with magic cards so it's kind of like to me it's like if you're going to point point the finger at this at like how is that any different than Magic cards, cards, basketball yeah. cards, Pokemon. So cards. I think the key. I think the key is is that when you so Pokemon cards are a little bit different. So it depends if you are using again to continue on the the example of basketball cards or Pokemon cards. As long as you're doing it for a collectible based system, then I in video games. If you're playing a game single player and it's not a multiplayer competitive. Again, that's where the problem comes into pay to win. So if there are aspects about that, if you spend real world money, it allows you to get certain characters or certain abilities or certain things faster than someone that is not. And it's a competitive based multiplayer, not just single player. That's when I have the problems with 
with it, loot boxes. It depends on how much it boosts you. Because if you can unlock the same thing that you pay for, all that's doing is like, I mean, what's the difference between a guy who, you know, only works 20 hours a week and can play a lot more versus the guy that works 40 hours a week and only plays on the weekends? Well, and I think this is more focusing on the predatory yeah. nature of like, say, mobile games with kids where they get a hold of it and for some stupid reason the dumb parents let them have access to the credit card and all of a sudden there's like thousand dollar things because they're buying all these but a lot of times with companies you hear those horror stories when companies hear about that they do send refunds to parents like they take the currency back and the game and they they could just not make a predatory game like that no you are correct uh, like well and that's the thing is i don't think it should be put on the shoulders of the game companies because for one if they're trying to isolate a part of their demographic so that like, oh, it, unless you're, you know, over 18, you can't make these purchases, then that makes it even more imbalanced just because that means everyone under 18 is getting a completely different experience than everybody over 18. And then when well, you're trying to combine those communities, it's not going to mesh very well. And that's actually what I like about this bill is it's not that it's 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 regulating specifically games targeted at children see that's where i think the problem comes in is how do you decide because when we play would you say that call of duty is targeted at children no. i would argue no but you get that's online you, you get online and i'm getting headshotted by you know blaze up <laughs> yeah. 420 and he's a 13 yeah. year old kid in the middle of colorado and calling me an idiot you know what i'm saying like that's the problem is that i agree there are certain like Fortnite. like yeah. i think there's an argument to say that Fortnite is is like it didn't start a little bit more at and children. It didn't start that way, but it's definitely gotten to that point because of the mm-hmm. feel. But then yeah. again, the problem is always like when you talk about porn, like they would say in the Supreme Court, you would know it if you see it. Like that's always the mm-hmm. thing. So then there becomes a problem here of like, I get it that you have a set standard of people who would decide this is based on children. Mm-hmm. This and is some, not. Some loot boxes may not be as predatory, and some could yeah. be very much is so. The deciding what games are focused more on children yeah. like because there's just certain outside of like video games that are movie based or the lego games even though a ton of adults play those games i just have i like i feel like video games have hit a point like they're there for everyone like i don't like mm-hmm. I, it's like but you know what's movies. not in those lego games what's that loot boxes. boxes yeah that is a really good example <laughs> They should be. I, I just, I just <laughs> think I, I agree. If there was a perfect yeah. world where, if you could go, yes, this game is the way it is. Yeah. We can avo- if you could, the problem is they it, those systems make money. Um, yes, and that's and that's the thing. I I feel yeah. like loot boxes in general have dumbed down video games, and that they they're just an excuse to make money off of things while they could be making good DLC, and would people would want to buy that or good skins that the people could buy instead of buying or earning these loot boxes that could randomly maybe get you something good. I I agree with that. I know that things that depend on loot boxes, I play for a little bit and then I realize I don't have the time to keep up with this and stay competitive. And so I go play something else. So that's a really interesting way of that. So this is, so I used to be in the stance of that. I felt games based in loot boxes were hurting the gaming industry like in a way that like I am more of a single player gamer. Yeah. I love single player centric story based games more than I do competitive multiplayer. Um, however, what was brought to my attention is that think of how many um, loot box based free to play or the next games that are trying to be Fortnite. How many of those succeed? 
and then how many of those fail like oh, do you guys yeah. remember battleborn do you guys remember <laughs> you know like do you there's well that's uh, just because it was poorly executed yeah. exactly but that's what i'm saying is like for every apex legends we have here are three different like cliff blazinski's yeah. lawbreakers here are three or, or four cliff five. blazinski's uh or the yeah uh, that 1980 like drawn no no that's not drawn to death that's uh david jaffe yeah no, um, it, it was like set in kind of the 1980s. Yeah, uh, it's like the 80s Fortnite. Something kind of Heights. Thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the game you're talking about. So mm-hmm. for every Apex, that is awesome. It's a huge success like Fortnite, and they have to stay on top and then kind of go back to a listener, our last week's episode on Crunch because it they mm-hmm. work uh, mm-hmm. with yeah. each other, is that now they've reached heights of success. There's a whole bunch of t- people that fail. Yeah. While even though they're like Apex is going to make way more money than God of War will ever make just because mm-hmm. of how much money people will sink in that game. Same thing with Fortnite. Well, but yeah. with that being said, if God of War is a really good game, people will spend money on it and they will make enough money to keep going and making new games as opposed to these loot box-based games that they have to start off really strong or else they're dead in the water and the company is like, okay, we don't have money for anything. And all. with... with- Maybe some good mechanics, but like nothing very interesting, like story wise or f- fun for some people. But just I've heard so many people like, oh no, not another this kind of game because it's going into like open, not open world game, uh, live service games. When I hear that, I'm just like, I don't want to play that game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in that game. Be- because think about it, these games. Outside of very few ones, like you see with Dota or Warcraft, uh, or World of War, WoW, or Fortnite, very few of these games five years from now are going to hu- have a huge player base. But the beauty of a game like God of War or whatever is that it doesn't have a time limit on people investing time and money mm-hmm. into the game, as opposed to it's five years from now, if I try to finally jump into Apex, that may be a problem because it's to play Apex and get your money or even though it's free to play out of it, you need a player base. But the second the player base goes away, you can no longer play it yeah. as opposed yeah. to like a God of War or whatever. Like you're able and to play that at any time. most of the people playing these types of games are only, they, you know, they're choosing their one. You know, it's not That's like a good they're point. making microtransactions in like 20 different games, you know. and But the problem kind of like zooming back to looking at this okay is it a problem is are are children making purchases based you know are their addictions being exploited quote unquote i i just think that if if you're going to stop the problem i don't really think it's on the responsibility of of the game developers especially when you know you have the technology or you the ability to basically say hey you don't get to use this credit card you know, like who whose kids are just running up a bill and you don't immediately go, oh, I got to fix this. Yeah. I'm not going to let my la- kid buy later, a bunch of crap. Later in the article, the game makers came forward and they're like, you can do this, you know. You yeah. Can stop, <laughs> stop the kids. Yeah, from there, yeah. There is a certain element it's to just, it that has to go back to the parents right. and but the kid. Itself. I mean, I, mm-hmm. it's like I, I will say stuff like that. Totally. I always err on the side of side of freedom like i would rather have more freedom than restriction i do sit in uh there's a famous okay, quote Mel forgive Brooks. me Mel <laughs> for, gibson yeah right. forgive me for for forgetting freedom. who said it but uh the 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 person said the the government should be big no, enough Brooks. to fit in a bathtub and 
uh, just like with the ability of how much power our government has. And obviously not to get too political, but the I, I do agree with you. The less hands on are in video games. That's the reason why I really like Steam of that Steam for certain elements does a really good job of like you can put whatever you want out on there because we're going to allow our customer base to decide whether you well, succeed they, or not. They drew, they drew a line. <laughs> they did, way. exactly. There that, is that was a, much needed. Yes, it, a game about rape, mm. which the game was like you could rape people. Then Steam was like, no, 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 no. But there was a game. <laughs> they're like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. Don't be stupid. But there was a game release before that called Hatred, which is about basically you become a man who hates the world and goes on a killing spree. And they're very open about like, He's just a hater. He just he's a hateful filled man that then starts killing his neighbors. And they allowed that to be on Steam and there was an uproar and Steam was like, "Listen, if you don't want to play the game, don't play it. You don't want them to make more games, don't buy it." Yeah. But we are not going to cap art if someone feels this is art and they're trying to send a message or do anything like that, like we're not going to stop them from being able to play that uh, to put that game on our service. It's your choice to pay for it. And I do feel when it comes to loot boxes, there's a little bit of element to that of the government getting in like, no, no, you can't do that. As opposed to the yeah. games, the people who make the games have to go, well, we're giving you the service and it's up to us as people to decide to invest the money into the loot boxes. Right. But the mm-hmm. other thing that I think is interesting is that the two different times of, that you see with loot boxes is just two examples I'll give is a Apex Legends and a Star Wars Battlefront. I paid 60 bucks for Star Wars Battlefront 2 and now you're going to, shove loot boxes down my throat after i already paid 60 bucks into it and as and opposed to loot boxes that aren't just cosmetic like you need to get yes because to be better it allows you to get that's, abilities that's your progression system yeah which it, is or bonkers. there's apex or there's apex that hey you get in the door for free yeah. and if you want to unlock things you can you just have to invest a ton of time or you can spend money on a free game to unlock certain things. And that's where the, I do the and that's the, same the, the even bit crazier different. thing with that, mm-hmm. like with Fortnite and Apex is like, hey, here's this free game. The whole game is given to you. Like if you want the skins, the different skins, because that's really all you're unlocking with the loot boxes uh, or the DLC characters like this later on, you can play it a different way. But like each of the char- the new characters isn't a broken character that you can buy to then just wipe the floor with everyone like. Yeah. Each of the characters are balanced. It's, it's usually just skins. It's usually just skins. Yeah, it's and that's skin Overwatch is the same way. And, of- and you've seen people, I know we talked about this with Mortal Kombat, is I do actually think they did a really good job with how they handled their loot box system of that. It is skin-based, or the things that aren't skin-based, like fatalities, are cosmetic where it doesn't really change, like it doesn't make player X yeah. have a different ability someone else can unlock. They just but have a flashier end ex- screen. Exactly. But everybody has one fatality. Absolutely. To start off. But then the other thing on top of it is that you can unlock everything. There is mm-hmm. a crypt there that if you want to invest the time, everything's same with Apex. Mm-hmm. You can unlock everything in Apex without dropping a dime. You just got to put in the time. Um, and I'm rhyming. You rhymed. Yeah, yeah, you see that? I'm not going to leave to be a rapper. <laughs> you're, but, a, you're a poet. Yeah, yeah, exactly a poet. Didn't even know it. As opposed to Battlefront, where it was, here you can sink a ton of time in to get all these abilities, or you can drop 60 bucks, and now you're the most powerful. And it was more potent when the game first started, as opposed to oh now. Oh my gosh. If you go it play Battlefront insane. now, you're fine. Everyone yeah. has all the abilities. Everything's yeah. good. But to start, if someone dropped... $120 on day one, they would wipe the floor with everyone just because they had the top abilities that no one else yeah. had been able to. Like, I remember it. playing that game day one, and it's like there was a guy who literally would not die. 
because he had just like regen powers. I'm like, how did you even get those yeah, powers? Yeah. And then Ke- like Kevin was like, oh, you can buy loot boxes yeah, and like, go 75 and five. Yeah, that's what gives you all your abilities. And that's really like a game design yeah. element yeah. that like you have to do it well and balanced. Yeah. And I think that you can't be overly rewarded just because you spend money. Yeah. But but once again, like it sorts itself out because which, once that which, starts yeah, happening, with, with, which happened too, with yeah. I actually. I actually do respect Dice with this because they came out and said, "Yep, it sucks. We're changing it." And yeah. well, um, they came out when Disney they, went to them. Yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, and it, don't do that. And it t- yeah. and it took a couple of tries to get it right. And the unfortunate thing is, if you go play Battlefront Two now, it's really good. Yeah. But because it's a competitive multiplayer game, <laughs> it's been a base, year. Yeah. The player base is not there as much. The only fact, the only reason why it still has a player base is because it's a Star Wars game. Yeah, yeah. Like that I, is the I only. I did not like that game. I I got it and I played it maybe an hour and i was like i don't even want to be good at this game. and unfortunately the thing is is most people spent 60 bucks yeah and then yeah. now they're left you know holding their i mean they have an empty wallet now because they threw 60 bucks at a game they put an hour the into <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is everything that i threw into luckily i had andrew who bought it and i was like oh i didn't buy it kevin bought no it. kevin bought it yeah, yeah that's right and then i looked at it and i was like nope because there is an argument like if we talk about someone who's like i can only buy two games a year there's an argument to say that one of those games should be a multiplayer game just because of the amount of hours you can get out of it. You know, sure. because for example, a God of War, you pay 60 bucks and you get 30 hours of it. The 30 hours is really, really awesome and it's credible, but not every game is a Witcher where you're going to get 120 hours or more out of 60 bucks. As opposed to multiplayer, there's not a cap. Like, because it's, it has so until much replayability until the next year the it comes out. Base. The amount of hours you can put in for a $60 buy-in yeah. as opposed to other games that are 12 or 18 and you're paying 60 bucks. Like, if you can only get two games a year and I'm only getting 40 hours playing time, there becomes a problem. As opposed to a multiplayer, there isn't a cap on it. So and that's a, where loot I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. What is the most you've spent on a loot box? Zero dollars. Or microtransactions. I think oh. I... Like, my own money oh microtransactions uh, let's let's go realm. let's go with not, loop, not loop counting dlc not counting dlc uh i think 25 on uh fallout the 70 shelter you shelter. Oh, shelter fallout shelter okay. yeah oh nice i spent 20 bucks of survey money on i got survey money <laughs> through google play and i spent 20 of that on pokemon go but that's the only microtransaction oh, wow. i've ever used if it's not DLC, I've spent no money. I ref- um, I refuse yeah. to buy loot boxes, and yeah. I, I I get I why us- they're there. But I usually do that too. I just love Bethesda, so I was like, okay, I'll support you guys. See, again, that's where with games is I'll buy. We talked about this before. Is that I'll buy a DLC even though I'll never play yeah. it because I I do think, in my opinion, I wish games would, and everyone's a little bit different. I wish single player games would release all their DLC day and date or within the month that a game was released. Because in all honesty, when I'm done with Rage here in about a week, I'm never going to touch that game again. And they've already came out and said, hey, we got, you know, three or four DLCs planned. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be tough for me to spend the money on the DLC and come back when all these other new games are out. As opposed to, I just wish they would just release all the DLC right away. And if you want to pay for it, you can. Um, as opposed to a lot of people who sit and wait, like if I waited two years for rage and I just bought the game of the year edition for 60 bucks or 40 bucks, now I can play 
every DLC, everything all at once, but you just had to wait the two years to be able to play the game. Until they cancel it. <laughs> yeah, that's a, see, that's, yeah, no, that's, a, again, that's the other problem is that, hey, we'll release this in a year because they do want to stretch the legs out of games yeah. where I do it. Or uh, they're actually designing the DLC. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, but I, I would be okay if, was doing that. if they, mm-hmm. yeah. but I would rather them take the time of being like, our base game is, here's our base game. We have all these other cool stuff. Take the time to get all that stuff done and then release it day and date. I know that's tougher and I am asking a lot of the people. The only time I'm okay with DLC being spaced out is again on a multiplayer game. Like we spent three months playing these maps and now here's a bunch of new maps. Cool. And it changes the game up as opposed to a story of like, I beat Spider-Man you beat Spider-Man in a week. Oh, this new DLC is like three months later, and you have to, you have to be like, oh, this world is all new because when you reboot the game, you have to relearn I'm how to play like it. That, but and... with Spider-Man, it was like riding a bike. Yeah. Uh, swinging on a web. Yeah, yeah swinging on a web. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Final Fantasy 15 is kind of the same way. Like, I didn't play for four months. Oh wait, how do I play this game again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just What's I don't. Story? I don't. These characters games? connected. I don't feel like you should have to wait for the game of the year edition to get the full feeling of a game because certain games are like that, mm-hmm. where like it's like, oh, this game's really good, but if you played all the DLCs, it's even better. Oh, uh, Bioshock Two, Minerva's yeah. Den was like the best Bioshock experience apparently, and they went on to make. Uh, gone home and took home but like i hear minerva's den is even better than bioshock 2 yeah. but it came out after so i didn't quite know yeah i'm done i'm with you i just I, I i just wish dlc would be day and date and if you want to spend because that's how i think you control things like if the witcher like for example the witcher's dlc is a whole nother point to it but if people went hey 60 bucks a game is 30 hours if it's a single play rpg but if you pay a hundred dollars you get a you get a 80 hour game because we have all this dlc where people learn to cap themselves off because eventually we're going to reach a point where we're no longer going to get 100 hour games for 60 bucks because i do think games are going to get more expensive oh they games, should games are cheaper now than they've ever been before yeah for what or you're getting you get. yeah exactly yeah, and the money amount of for, money invested into it's these games stayed the same amount since what in 64 mm-hmm and well, and, has, and think about a, the money invested into, yeah, a, into game a game 12 years ago and the money invested into a game yeah. now, and you're spending the same money. On that it. was even before like all of the crazy online services. Yeah, totally. Because you know? that, that has got to be expensive to maintain all those yeah. systems. I do, and I do wish we would live in, and this is an original idea, I do wish we lived in a world where there wasn't a standard price. Right now, you know when a new game comes oh, out, yeah. it's 60 it's bucks. 60 I bucks, wish yeah. I wish every game would just set their own price. Like yeah. if The Witcher came out and they're just like, hey, it's 100 bucks, but you get 120 hours out of it. Cool. But if a game that's there eight hours variance, long, though. It's just to an not, extent. It, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, not as widespread yeah. or popular. Yeah, but if a game wants to go like, we're not quite, we're going to sell more copies if we're, 50 bucks because we're yeah. a 12 hour experience so some yeah i wish companies did that more mm-hmm. because i think uh deadpool did it that actually uh when deadpool came out it was only 50 bucks mm-hmm. and then and that's i'd rather have games go like we're not a 60 dollar game we're a little bit cheaper and we're gonna sell more copies if we just come out at 45 dollars instead of 60 dollars people are maybe yeah, more inclined to invest into there are a lot of games that could Give me 15 good hours and I'll take those over the 
bajillion hours of Monster Hunter that I could. <laughs> but again, but again, if Monster Hunter came out and it was saying, "Hey, we're one hundred and one hundred and ten dollars," would you have spent one hundred and ten dollars on that game? No. But there's plenty of people That's who <laughs> exactly. But there's plenty of people who have played Monster Hunter that would go, "I would, I would drop two hundred dollars on that game just because of how yeah. much they got out I, of it." I guess my point is like, there's some things about Monster Hunter that I like, but there is a lot of time I spend doing things I do not enjoy just yeah. to get to the part that I no, do. No, agree. I, Monster Hunter was the same and way that's for me. Like, that's one of the things I forgot to mention about Crackdown is like everything I do in that game, I actually enjoy every part of the process except for jumping on those damn platforms. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's the spider car races. Oh. <laughs> I hate those yep. so much. All Anyways. right. Well, coming up, we'll discuss our most anticipated games in the future. discussion about our most anticipated games of the far-flung future or you know just down the road just the flung yeah just, far flung yeah. yeah just the flung future not far yeah. flung it's yeah. just the flung you know future. the distant future Short the flungs. year 2000 in the year 2000 <laughs> final fantasy 7 remake oh hey that's on mine too is it yeah i it happens sometime soon. I couldn't figure. I couldn't find a date <laughs> when. Well, it was. It's, it's not going to happen soon. It's but. Not, <laughs> well, I know. I, I know. Square Enix, so probably How ten years did, uh, from now. Kingdom Hearts three days ago. Well, uh, ten it, years. I think it will be a PS five and the new Xbox game. I do think it will be relatively. I still think you're looking at another two or three years before they oh, okay. release. Before they release yeah. part one. Yeah, it's, it's still it's supposed a, to be episodic. It's episodic. Yeah. I don't like. Exactly. People, people, but they said it's like a full length game. Each episode will be like that. So that doesn't make any be, sense. But because people, <laughs> a lot of times people get it twisted with Final Fantasy VII. All they remember is Midgard, and they don't remember that the game oh. opens up. It, it opens up so much <laughs> I more. Remember all three discs, man. Well, yeah. that, exactly. That's the thing. The game originally was three discs, and that's. I think this will probably be three episodes. If I if I was a betting man, it's the three parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. Even though I, I'm pre- the third disc is the shortest one, right? Yeah. It's basically just like. But the they final could battle. change up. Yeah. They could change up some kind of story wise yeah. stuff. But it's uh, true. Any others? Uh, there's a game uh, coming out very soon, I believe, called uh, Sinking City. Oh, I was that an indie one. I don't know Where if it's you, an indie Do you one. play as a girl and there's a monster in the, under the water? No. That game already came out and okay. that had to deal with depression. Yeah. Yeah, that it game came out. Yeah, that I game's already out. out. So this game it takes place in like it's a 1920s uh town in a fishing village or town in Massachusetts and it's all in kind of like a, a Lovecraftian world. I was about to say that sounds yeah. very Lovecraft. It's uh you're a detective and you are constantly battling like uh, insanity, basically. Like you, you're like a bunch of stuff happens, but you're not really sure what's real and what's not. Mm-hmm. And there's like if you watch the trailer, there's a lot of uh, just kind of psychological tricks. Like he gets basically pulled in uh, into the water by Thulu, and as he's getting pulled, he actually sees like a clone of himself lying on the dock. So it's like, mm-hmm. and then after he gets pulled in, he like wakes up. 
And so there's just a bunch of like mind trip stuff and you're trying to solve uh, mysteries and murders and stuff going around. This as long time. as I can smoke cigarettes, drink hard liquor and call people <laughs> dames, I'm all good. <laughs> okay. Everyone. 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 Dames. Everyone's a dame. <laughs> Listen, dame. My name's Charles. I don't care. <laughs> we got mysteries to solve here, bub. But yeah, it, it definitely has uh, kind of those elements of like, it's a really interesting world and universe that they put a lot of thought into and you know, kind of looking for that that Bioshock type of um, that sounds awesome. I haven't even heard experience. of it. That's yeah, great. definitely watch the trailer and then watch like a gameplay trailer because okay. they're so two very different things. But like usual, Anthony, what you got? Ooh, so my first one, um, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah, for mm-hmm. like if there's one game I wish I could have right now, it would be that. So it's from CD Projekt Red, the people who did Witcher. Um, the cool thing about it is now it's a first person RPG as opposed oh. to the third person. Yeah. Um, it's a, based on a like a tabletop RPG from the eighties, like nineteen eighty eight, um, and it's it's a future dystopian world. Um, and first of all, the trailers have been really good for it. Also, it's CG product Project Red, which they and, only put and they out released great like stuff. an hour worth of gameplay, and it looks, it looks awesome. And I, I love, was so ready. I do love with that hour worth of gameplay though. They came out and said. Uh, so this could all change oh, yeah. by the time yeah. the game yeah. comes it out. Yeah, it does have it does have that Deus Ex yeah. feel. Like, mm. hey, here's a mission, but how you, you go about getting to it is yeah. all up to you. And then on top of it, there's so much micromanaging because it is a very in-depth RPG. Mm-hmm. Here's this stat and monitor this stat, and then you have to pair that with because it's it has like cyber kinetics or cybernetics where mm. you can have different upgrades oh, a part yeah. of your body that you have to mine. Awesome. Um, monitor and everything i'm just i'm ready i'm so excited and that's the, definitely and a very uh live it looks like from the way they talked about it a really live world yes like people are moving constantly and it's like real real people like moving around their day i think about their day i think where originally grand theft auto 5 when it came out people were like wow we've never seen anything like this and then witcher 3 came out and there's like oh my goodness this is such a dense living world and then red red dead redemption 2 came out and i think this is the next game that's going to mm-hmm. come out and people are going to like i had no idea video games were capable of this much depth and breadth and uh, the amount of uh, uh experiences and investment you're going to get out of this video game so this isn't a sequel to anything. It's, no, it's no. it's it's ba- it's yeah. It's based it's based off of past properties that have been established before. Like oh, it was okay. a tabletop gotcha. RPG, like Dungeons and Dragons, except for it was so future, kind of like kind of like Fallout. How it has really nothing. Yes, there are certain the roles that yeah. have to deal with things. Yes, absolutely. Uh, for me, it's Pokemon Sword and Shield. Woo woo! Pokemon on the Switch. I'm pretty pretty excited for that. Uh, you know, just another entry that I can grab. I would want it to be. Shield. You guys shield. all said three things different. Uh, Here, let's all say yeah, it again okay. at once. <laughs> I was. <laughs> what was your question? No, we'll ask Sword, Sword shield. shield. Uh, I think I'm going Shield because my. I'm, going, go I'm the person who that's not that's not a red thing. It's not something a red person no, would do. But that is a very blue thing. Uh, yeah. It is. I'm the person that if someone chooses a game, I'm going to choose the opposite because I'm going to get, you know, my enjoyment no matter what. So I'm not going to be the person to make that that's, choice. That's and how so, I am at restaurants. Yeah, like I refuse to order the same thing as someone else. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, and so I have friends who are getting sword, and so I'll be getting shield, so that way we can do tradesies. And- I'm gonna get gun. Thanks. 
Yeah. That beats all. <laughs> the third one. Yeah. The green one. <laughs> the green one. So our mutual friend Lance is uh-huh. hoping that this sword and shield is different than the games before. It's not going to be. That's our, why I'm not as excited for it because yeah. it looks... I was hoping for something like uh, Let's Go, Pikachu, Let's Go, yeah. Eevee, Let's Go, where you could see the creatures and you could fight them if you want. And I, I my, a lot of people poo-pooed on the Go mechanics, but I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah, there were certain elements of the Let's Go Pikachu. It is, I know people made fun of it, but it was like baby's first Pokemon mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Um, but there were certain elements to it that if they do adapt into future generations would be pretty cool. What? bothers me is they could have done the perfect uh middle ground of you still have the bat like the wild encounter battles and then the catching mechanic is just the pokemon go mechanic um that is annoying that it's just no something they brought in and they're taking out because you know some fans are freaking out um and what also bothers me is same boat of i liked the the non-random encounters i random encounters I can't so stand them archaic. more. I, I stand I them less. <laughs> I stand them less than uh, weapon breaking mechanics. Like oh. I despise <laughs> them more because what happens with other games, it's fine when you're just fighting it. I, I'm fine with random, but when it's a collectible, you have to catch this Pokemon, and there is a five percent chance that this Pokemon shows up. It is annoying. Like going in and out of that grass over and over and over again versus the there's a five percent chance that it might show up killing it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whereas there's a there's a five percent chance that it might show up on the overworld and you can go fight it there. That appeals to me a lot more than the okay, I am going to be in this grass constantly. I'm just going to run away. I'm going to go to it, run away, go to it, run away. I um I and just, so, I just love when like you do run in and out of the grass, and then it finally shows up. That feeling of relief. Uh, I I just think that's great. That re- that feeling is smaller than the feeling of frustration. Oh, I, as I, agree. I just I, then I, give I agree up. with you. <laughs> I am just done. This is like, the seventy fifth ratatata I've seen yeah, today. Exactly, and I'm so done. With I'm it. so done with it. Uh, and it's those elements I wish were here. But we've already seen the trailer that the element is not. It's once again going to be a more linear, uh, you know, random encounters, Pokemon trainer battles. I think they've just taken the they've taken the look of Pokemon Let's Go and they've added added it to one of their Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm interested to see is in Sun and Moon, they took out the gyms entirely. Uh, and so I'm interested to see if they bring the gems back or if that's something give me they gems have there. or give me death and something that i, I don't kill me <laughs> it might be something that they implement in this one which i'm actually excited about is making the gem part of the story uh so they haven't done that at all um even with the original red and blue the main story is the team rocket stuff like that is the story component mm-hmm. and then you have the league component um and that's how it's been throughout all of this where it's like oh you're the pokemon champion it okay you also took down this god pokemon and i think that's more important than you becoming pokemon champion uh and they're really playing into the sport uh there's just the sport medium with this because it is based off of european kind of uh land-based area where like each pokemon game has its very 
distinct like this is based on this place this is based on this place sun and moon was hawaii and polynesian uh mm-hmm. islands and this is definitely the starters are definitely uh there's one a chandelier right? european what a pokemon chandelier yeah yeah it's called chandelier <laughs> original <laughs> yeah it's fire it yeah fire ghost type. Uh, shouldn't it be usual lightning yeah electric it's like a fire well, chandelier. Well, chandelier would be candle-based, so it would be fire. Yeah, it's oh, it's okay. pre-evolved form is a candle. I guess I'm, yeah. there are modern-day chandeliers. Yeah, yes. no, yeah, yeah. You, yes, you are. Um, Have they ever done, I know in Pokemon Go, right? Uh-huh. I never did, I'd never gotten to Go. Okay. That there's an element of like you would like own a gym and people would fight you trying no. to take over the gym. They that wasn't a thing? That. No. I thought that was a thing that people like how long they put their Pokemon in the area. Oh, no, I'm saying I'm saying no, they've never done that. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would be very interested in a game where like you start up your own, like you become a gym leader. Yeah. And that's a part of the element of like not tower defense, but the idea is that you do have different people trying to defend you and you're trying Mm -hmm. to build like your um, prestige of being like the best gym in the world. So land. it's, I think it's really cool. interesting. Like you fill your gym with different trainers. Exactly. Different lineups. You recruit, yeah. yeah, you recruit different teams and then, ha- and then you can battle them and that gives you different Pokemon. It's really interesting because in that, that they would have to expand on what gyms are in Pokemon because they are meant to be beaten. Um, yeah, you're, spo- like, you're supposed to you're get supposed the badge to, to move get the on badge. To like the, the gyms aren't there so that way the gym leader is unstoppable um the gym leader picks a specific type of pokemon because he knows that once you get to the league there you're going to be fighting like you do have people there that have their specific type they go into but then after that there's going to be a there they'll have additional pokemon that aren't in that type yeah um so that would be interesting shield sword and shield shield. oh i have a lot more but Oh, I thought we were just getting. Yeah, we got we got a whole list. That's why a little bit shorter. Okay, Marvel Marvel Ultimate Ultimate Alliance three. I know it's not you know, I am. It's my Dynasty Warriors. (laughs) This is this game doesn't look like it's going to be stellar. Uh, It's probably not even going to be great. It looks really bad. It looks (laughs) average. Uh, But I'm hoping that my support Team Ninja and Switch. Yeah. Which I, I was think... all in on, but then I saw it and I was like, "This looks like garbage." And I loved the first two. You yeah. know how oh, yeah. much I, oh, yeah. I go to bat for the first two. This one, I was super disappointed. I agree yeah. with you. If it's good, I'm super excited. I'm for me, it's just I want to support it so that way these games can keep. That being is a good made. point. Yeah. Um, the fact that it had to be like it's a Switch exclusive, which means Nintendo helped them a little bit to make this game, um, shows to me that they didn't have enough money to make it in the first place. Yeah. Uh, and so I, this is a, a era of games that these types of games came out that is gone. Uh, and I, I wish it came back. You had X-Men Apocalypse or the X-Men Legend games, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. You had Boulders, Baldur's Gate, uh, Dark Alliance, uh, the Dungeon Crawler Diablo-ish kind of games that have gone the wayside. Um, Just in the Marvel and, universe. Yeah. I think, I, I think it's, it's going to be it's really something good. I... I'm excited about be. to have play. I'm looking forward to Last of Us 2. Mm. Yeah. I purposely did not put that on my list because I was hoping someone <laughs> yep. else would. So the main three, Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima, Agreed. and Death Stranding. I'm really excited for those. 
PlayStation exclusives that look amazing and are probably going to 2020, 2021, but I can't wait for those ones. Yeah. I think I think those are really good. A couple more for me. It, I, it hasn't been announced, but I it has to come is Uncharted 5. Where mm. if you played Uncharted 4 with how it ends and it sets up it sets up for a fifth one where um, could be a certain, certain character, character or a certain other character. Yeah, exactly. So a certain you could be the brother and, or somebody else. And I do think that is the after last. So this is like 2025, 2026. This is yeah. well down the road at, because obviously not a, do- a naughty dog after last of us two. Mm-hmm. I do think that will be the next game. So that I wanted to put that on my list. Um, the other one that's coming out this year is actually the outer worlds, which is the oh, yeah, obsidian entertainment. The guys who yeah. did fallout I New Vegas. That. That game looks freaking awesome, and I'm super excited to be able to dive back in because it does have that Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas feel, and I've been missing that from a Fallout game that I didn't quite But a more, more polished and better yes. looking. Yeah, absolutely, totally agree. Um, the other one is Total Warhammer 3. So this is a PC game, and I do not have a PC, so this <laughs> becomes a, a little game, bit of a, a Total pro- War game. So it's a Total War game based in the Warhammer That's, universe. Yeah, be- and it's the so third one. So It's the third one. The first two are awesome they're so good it's by creative assembly what was your joke that i missed nothing okay good um where you were able to play as like the dark elves and the skaven and uh just control and vast chaos. armies yes. and just see them battle and the top down world is really really cool the upgrade systems are very age of empire total war-esque like this game won't be for a little while i may just buy a pc just for this game like i've been watching people wow. playing total war 2 for a while and i'm just total like, man, warhammer 2 total warhammer 2 and i'm just like man i want to have a pc just so i can like i literally <laughs> just play this game um, i tried getting to the total war games i played one match and i was done so if you're not a huge history buff i see that the reason why for i'm i love the warhammer universe mm-hmm. on top of the total war gameplay mechanics well, yeah is it's what it's the does it it's the me. tactician like strategy yes. aspect I, I just think it's so cool that you can maneuver your abilities flanking there's a very military general style yeah. to the gameplay um where you can turn the tides of battle depending on how good you are at setting because you're not hitting a button to do things you have to specific specifically yeah. place units in a certain area for them to perform well mm-hmm. um which just hits a niche that i really like the other one i want to add, add to is madden uh 2022 and the possibility of a new ncaa game so they oh. so we've been without an NCAA game for four years now, five it's college years football now. For it's college football. Um, the reason why they got rid of it, yeah. The reason why they got rid of it is because there was a problem with uh, player likeness. Like you would download um, NCAA fourteen, and Michigan number fourteen would be named, you know, Drew Stage stuff, but it. If he would wear the right number, he would He's be the my same. Player. Yeah, right. He would be. <laughs> he would wear the right number. He would be the same skin color, the same height, same weight, and he would clearly be based off of the real life person yeah. whose name was, you know, Tom Brady or whatever. Um, but it would be a different game name within yeah. the game, and people knew who you were playing as. And like, obviously, if Al of Mama was really good in real life, they'd be really good in the game. But they couldn't pay college athletes off of it, right. so they got rid of it because of player likeness. But they there's a new bill trying to be passive being able to compensate college athletes for player likeness 
that they may be able to bring it back. And that I would assume if that passes now, we wouldn't get it for another couple of years. Mm-hmm. The other reason why I threw Madden in there is because the new Madden that's coming out this year in 20 is finally introducing a new superstar mode. And we talked about this when we said our new favorite games. There was an old Madden one where like you would choose your parents and depending on if your parents were like Olympic athletes, that would affect your stats. And then you would, you would have to pay money to get new tattoos or a new haircut and you had to spend money on an agent or pick um uh, uh supplement companies or uh sponsors like you would it was more than just the on-field stuff and this year they're introducing it back in but it's you can only play as a quarterback and there's certain uh, limitations to it and that's why i'm saying 2022 is because i don't it's introduced in this game. I think they will add to it in 2021. Perfected. But I think it will be perfected 2022. And that's around the same time I think the new NCAA will come out. And that's where we could go back to the days of old where I could play my character on NCAA for four years, graduate, import it into the Madden game, and be able to continue on You're his You're blowing career. my mind. Yeah. I know. Well, it's you just, used to be insane. able to do that. Yeah, yeah you used to be I able to do that. that. That's yeah. cool. So yeah. those, are, those are my ones that I'm most anticipating. I hope that myself. they pass that bill. Because it's ridiculous. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, and then for me, the Outer Worlds was on mine as well. But the last one and Cyber 2077. Uh, but uh, Dying Light 2. Um, Ooh, that, good call. The first Dying Light I played for hours uh, and completed. And um, I didn't beat the DLC because I didn't feel like the DLC was as good as the main game. Um, but I... I love that game. I love the world it brought. I loved the different zombies. I loved the gameplay. The gameplay, like you that could just jump was around. So fun. Yeah, you could jump the around. The game was for just hours. fun to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're introducing a new societal component for Dying Light Two, which I'm really excited about um, because I felt like that was one of the things missing. Is everything I was doing in the game didn't seem to improve anything. It didn't have an effect, except. Uh, just for the story and the story in that game it was actually really really interesting for me because it's not huge it's not a giant like character arc it literally is you're trying to chase down this one dude um and that's the whole game is you're not trying to i from what i remember it's not like you're trying to save the world well you kind of were but it was very behind the scenes yeah uh and it just it it's actually a game that kind of just ends. You were trying to find a cure. Yeah. yeah. And the guy was trying to leave with it, I think, mm-hmm. or something like that. And so you're just trying to hunt him down. Um, and then he's he's the last part of the game of yeah. like getting to that. Uh, so I'm excited for the second one, just seeing that they've brought up like there's different factions and you can side with a faction and that will change the world um, uh, around the, the city of you know if you side with the military there's going to be more military guys around That's or cool. if you side with the the black market gang like there'll be less military and more more anarchy but people are more free to do what they want um and just those different aspects of there's not really a right or wrong answer um it'll just be what you want the world to look like uh which i think is really interesting i'm really excited for it you got any more ben yeah a couple um two id games wolfenstein New young blood young blood that's yeah. it and uh that looks doom so eternal good. i'm ready for i'm my body my soul after playing rage 2 my soul is ready, ready for, for doom, doom eternal. eternal i'm so it's so awesome that was the other game it's based I, on earth this time right yeah 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 
it's the, oh, the demons so have come to Earth. Yep. I'm and, so ready and for I, it. It looks a little bit more open world ish. Ish. Kind of. The saddest thing about it is that they didn't bring Nick Gordon back, who did the soundtrack, soundtrack. for the first one. Oh, that's a and that's a bummer. But apparently, the new person is awesome. Oh. So it's like Mick Gordon was a relatively unknown to that point for a lot of people. But I guess the new person they're bringing on is like. I've heard multiple people go like that. Like we're super excited for this new music. So, cool. and yeah, the young blood. I hope to play with Andrew. Once co op beat Wolfenstein two. Do you have a PC? Uh, uh, when I'm, Warhammer I'm getting, three getting, comes getting, out, yeah, when, yeah. Let me know when Warhammer three <laughs> comes out. PC. Yeah, I, I yeah. know. I got you. And um, I'll just kill Andrew and take his PC. Right. <laughs> cool. Uh, Control. Looking forward to that. That game uh, does Remedy. look really good. I'm so excited about that. Kind of. Uh, twin, did you play Peaks, Quantum? A little. I much prefer uh, Alan, Alan Wake. I loved okay. Alan Wake. Quantum Break just didn't quite hit it for you. Yeah, they tried to do. They the, tried to the, experiment, and the it live didn't action really work mixed with gameplay, and the gameplay was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but the control looks really cool. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Twin Peaks very very influenced by it, and looks really fun. Uh, Borderlands Three, of course. Yep. Even with all the Twitter kerfuffle with what's <laughs> Randy Pitchford, I, I am still definitely going to be playing it. That's where you just got to separate the game from Randy. Yep. Like that's yeah. just well, because there's so many other people. Yeah, there's other people involved. And then uh, Will of the Wisp on Xbox. Yep. Or in the Blind Forest. Yep. Or in the Blind Forest. I love the first one. I love the animation, and it's the the challenge is not too crazy. And it's a lot of fun, except for that. Flight. I do before the, you uh, the water level. Before water you go level. quickly, the Borderlands Three box art is like the coolest box art mm-hmm. I've seen in a it's long time. And then uh, System Shock Three, oh, which gosh, yes. is in development. I have no idea when that could ever come out, but I'm just excited for the. Right, is that it. Ken Levine still? No, no. I, so honorable mention to whatever Ken Levine is doing next. So his game is. Ken Levine of Bioshock yeah, yeah. and Bioshock um, Infinite. Yeah. So it's it's a crazy idea that it's procedurally generated dialogue. That's like he's he's building a whole AI system about where uh, dialogue can uh, be different, change depending on how you interact with it. And it's mm. bizarre. I don't know how that's going to work, but it's Ken Levine, so I have. I'm all in faith. Oh, please yes. give me more Ken Levine. And then my last one, which. Uh, it's probably the most obscure one is Naruto Boy, hmm. and it's it looks like a oh what was the Hyperlight Drifter, and it it looks like it kind of plays like that, but it's very eighties uh, future that synth sounds awesome. where this guy on his computer gets zapped into this weird fantasy world, and he's got like this super sword, and like you can get in this mech and this like mechanical magical creatures i don't know but it, it looks amazing yeah, that sounds i do want to point out and it's kind of sad if we would have done this podcast three months ago jedi fallen order would have been on there for me oh, yeah. it's still on there for me i'm i'm, I'm excited yeah. i'm just less excited yeah that's how i kind of feel it too. just after seeing that trailer and again i the care i do think they could have done something different with the character but really honestly it just being the run no, of the mill no gameplay just like yeah that was my thing is yeah. that that trailer just didn't do it for me mm-hmm. like the character removed like i could care less like whatever the character could have looked like it didn't matter to me it was just what they show what they showed wasn't much was just like i'm just not super excited about mm-hmm. it especially because it's also supposed to come out this year 
Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. That's one I'm a little worried about. Uh, and then two that I actually forgot. Uh, Vampire Masquerade. Yeah, that's two. I was gonna put it, but there's really nothing about it right I now. I think it's 2020 is when they said and there's like, coming out, and it's yeah. just a cinematic trailer. Yeah, I think just for me the fact that yeah. it's coming out and it's the same writer yep. from the first one, uh, which was definitely the bi- the best part about the game was the yeah. story and the lore and the fact that they actually have money now to <laughs> to make the game. Uh, and then honorable shout out to uh, the next Saints Row game because. Uh, I'm excited that THQ just recent Nordic THQ Nordic just said uh, they're bringing back a franchise that hasn't been in the eyes for a little bit uh, and the Galactic eyes for a little bit. So I'm seeing like a Saints Row 5 in space. Well, they just announced uh, Saints Row 4 on Switch. Like that just came yeah, out. Yeah, so uh, good. They're, they're prospects, you know. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, also, just the fact that Saints Row is now back under THQ because mm. THQ Nordic bought the parent company of Deep Silver, who originally bought Saints Row f- from THQ when THQ went under. And it's just like this whole crazy like thing that I don't understand how Nordic has so much money because they, they've just been buying so many companies. So they're not buying a bunch of things for a ton of money. They're buying things yeah, for, for a little, on the dollar. Okay. And, and, and the money they put into the games, they make back much more. Yeah, it's in, it's like, crazy. I think one of awesome. the last one they, they bought, they bought for $30,000. And that sounds like yeah. a ton when I say no, it, but but tons. but really yeah. when you think about it, like how many copies do they really need to sell yeah. to make that money? Back? Well, and they're doing something really cool where they're just remastering the old games and just releasing it. And people are like, I loved this game. I'm buying it. And they're like, the cool thing about that is they can take that money and be like, well, now we're just putting that to the new games coming out, which they did with Darksiders 3, mm-hmm. which wasn't reviewed like spectacularly, but it sold pretty yeah, well. It made them um, money. It made their money back. So they're going to be, they're going to keep making Ooh. Darksider games. Oh, I totally forgot. Halo Infinite. Mm, I almost said absolutely on my list. I mean, it's on there because it's Halo. It's just the fact that there's been absolutely nothing about it. I don't care. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't like the look of that. Game that was a tech, dam- yeah, demo. A tech it demo. It was weird that they ca- they did that and then came out was like, oh, that was just a tech demo. That's not- Halo will always be on my list. I will yeah. always buy it. The oh, fact yeah. that more people don't want to play Halo multiplayer, they rather play Call of Duty, hurts my soul. Oh, it's a better multiplayer. I will stab you. No, no, Halo is the best. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yes. I will not stab you. Okay, good. <laughs> Any other anticipated games? Or is that, that about it? I think that's that's pretty much it. Ghost right. of Shishima, man. Oh, I'm yeah. ready for I'm, that. I'm uh, ready for this podcast to be over so I can <laughs> go back and play Phil. Oh, <laughs> it's rage, rage 2. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it, will, Will's been sitting there the entire time. He's like, all right, so what if job I change to this to class, maybe <laughs> I'll do this. <laughs> well, it's it's been a lovely chat, guys. Yeah. And if you like comics, uh, we have a comic book podcast. Sometimes, sometimes origins and adaptations <laughs> usually usually <laughs> arrives on Tuesdays. Yeah, and uh, we have a film podcast arriving on Thursdays. And this next one will be based around the movie First Blood. So if you love that movie, you should definitely give it a listen. You can find us on Twitter at Nerd Weekly Cast, Instagram Nerd Weekly Podcast, Facebook Nerd Weekly, and if you want to email us, nerd.weekly.forever at gmail.com. I'm Agent Nomac on Twitter. Willie B. Snazzy on Instagram. Underscore Anthony underscore Rod on Twitter. And Lebearded Cooper on Instagram. And this has been 
a ride. We'll see you next week. Bye.